Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and we, we have with us via video Chandler Klebs, my new co-host, who's going to do a segment on why randomness doesn't help the free will argument. You know, the, the title of this episode is Free Will, Why Randomness Won't Help. This is episode number 183, okay? We've been at this for about four years, over four years. And so basically... Before uh, Chandler does his um, his segment, it's about 12 minutes, like he's going to do it, and then I'll come back with this one. Randomness, it's so important for you to get this. Like, ordinarily, I mean, Chandler's done an amazing job. He really nailed this. I mean, he hammered it. I mean, like, he, he explains in detail why, first of all, there is no such thing as randomness. And even if there was, you know, a random decision can't be ours. But, um, so I will... Um, I'll reiterate his points after he after his video, but like before we do do that, um, just very briefly, I want to like explain what people mean by free will. Basically, the, the the term free will is that like that what we're doing is up to us, you know, and and it's up to us in a, in a fundamental sense. In other words, like you know, computers do things, but it's not up to the computer. Um, we have an unconscious, okay? We're not in control of our unconscious, so what our unconscious does is not up, not up to us. Um, having free will would be as if, let's say, you have a puppet or a marionette who could do things on its own without the strings making it do whatever it does. That's what having a free will does, you know, means. Um, Again, we're, we're, this is this is what is it? Episode one hundred and and eighty three. So we've done so many episodes on why don't we have we don't have a free will? But it is such a powerful illusion. People don't get it so much. All right, I've, you know, let's get to Chandler. Okay, Chandler Klebs on why randomness will not help the free will argument. Okay, Chandler, here we go. Take it away. Hello, I am Chandler Klebs. Today I'm going to be talking about randomness and why it doesn't help free will in the sense that most people mean. I have my word web dictionary on my iPod here and I'm going to read the three definitions of random that this dictionary gives. One, lacking any definite plan or order or purpose, governed by or depending on chance. Two, Representative and undistinguished, typical and average. Three, statistics given by a probability distribu distribution rather than, rather than being deterministic. Okay, now those are three definitions of random. And I want to talk about these and other meanings that people have when they talk about something being random. Now, basically... Um, People have different meanings, um, different times when they refer to something as random. Um, basically, when people don't see the cause of something, then they call it random. And this can mean um, different things. It might mean that it's unpredictable because they don't know the cause. They could not, they could not predict that a certain thing was going to happen. They may not know how something happened they may not see the cause but what's strange is that um, a lot of people might take randomness to mean that there is no cause for something that if they can't see a reason or a cause for why something happened then um, they're like hey there's no cause it just happened 
you know, um, but that's not the way reality works. I mean, things just don't happen. They happen for a reason or, or many reasons or causes why something happens. I mean, and so even if it's not predictable, that doesn't mean that there's not a reason or a cause. And here's the deal is um, that's what it, let's see. Um, the third definition, which is very interesting, is, you know, um, given by a probability distribution rather than being deterministic. And I think the problem here is when it says rather than being deterministic, well, the problem is that everything's deterministic. As far as anybody can know, everything has a cause. And if everything has a cause, that is determinism right there. Everything has a cause. Anything that happens has to be caused. I mean, it's sort of weird, like, um, like if there is a if there's a soccer ball on the ground, and then all of a sudden it starts moving, you would expect to see a cause for that. I mean, you think, well, somebody kicked it, or the wind blew it, and that caused it to move in a certain direction. Like if you don't see it, somebody kicking it and it's windy, you might think, hey, the wind caused it to roll a certain way. You, you, you never know. I mean, there, there could have been an insect that jumped on it, you know, and, or, or you know, the, the invisible pink unicorn might have kicked it, and that's why you didn't see what kicked it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, come on. But whenever we see something happen, we automatically, um, we either see the cause of it and think, oh, well, this caused that. Um, or we assume there is no cause, which is a dangerous assumption. I mean, that's one dangerous assumption that things don't have a cause because we don't see the cause. Um, but there is another dangerous assumption when we say something is random and we say it has no cause or it's a causal, which is kind of the opposite of causal. If it's not causal, having a cause and it's a causal, having no cause. But another thing, another mistake people make, and people obviously are going to do this, you know, they can't help it. They see something and they don't know the cause of it, but they think that they know what the cause is. And we, and, I, and everybody does this. I mean, because if we, if we, um, if we see something, but we don't see all the variables, we don't see all the reasons or causes of what happened. Well, we can either assume there is no cause, or we may see part of the cause, but then think that we know the whole story. I mean, this is this is very important because when we see somebody, you know, steal, lie, kill, whatever, any crime that we consider immoral or bad, you know, well, we have a tendency to think, oh, well, they did it because they're bad. Well, but then you have to go into, well, why are they bad? And the libertarian, you know, the person who believes in free will, that's what that means, is like, they're like, oh, well, they just chose to be bad. Why do they choose to be bad? And they're like, oh, well, they chose their own free will. I'm like, well, why would they choose to be bad of their own free will? And they're like, oh, no reason. Because that's what free will is, like that you're, that you're choosing things, but that you don't even have a reason. But how do you do that? Like, I mean, it's kind of weird because you're saying that, your, your, your supposed choice is caused by you at the same time as that it's not caused by anything else. And I'm pretty sure that nothing happens without being caused. 
You know what I mean? I mean, when you, when you, um, you know, like when, when, when a school shooting happens, you know, and some dude, you know, like gets a gun and then, you know, shoots a hundred people in a public school and then sh shoots himself. Well, you know, there's a cause for the killing of those people. The cause was bullets fired from the gun, most likely, you know. So, you know, there's a cause for that. But then they're like, well, what's the cause of the bullets? Well, the guy had the gun and he pulled the trigger. Well, what's the cause for the guy doing that? Well, the answer is we'll never know because when somebody kills a whole bunch of people and then kills themselves immediately afterward, they're dead and can't tell us the cause, the reason. But I don't think that you, there's any evidence to suggest that they went and did that for no reason. Now, the, now, there might be many reasons that someone could come up with, like, well, they're crazy, they're insane, they may say they're evil, but whatever the cause is, for, what, for whatever cause there was for somebody doing some kind of murder or other type of crime, I mean, there's a cause, but the problem is we can't find out what the cause was from dead people, because they don't talk to us. So, this is where... Um, agnosticism basically and when I'm talking agnosticism I'm not talking about ag agnosticism in in the sense of about whether knowing whether there's a God or not I'm talking about agnosticism basically saying I don't know basically I don't know what the cause of something is because everything has a cause and each so each cause has a cause and so we have the infinite regression of things that happened long before we came into existence. What we say is our free choices, which is weird, free choice, what's the opposite? An unfree choice, in which case how is it a choice, you know? Um, but anyway, that's the, that's the reason why free will is impossible, basically, because everything that um, I do, even the words I speak are part of the English language, which I did not invent, and words have been invented and used since before I existed, before I was even conceived. So there's no way to say that the words I'm saying are free from prior causes or free from things outside of my control. Even the word web dictionary um, was created by other people um, and has definitions of definitions of words and the definitions of words are based on their usage their meaning how people understand them and so I use dictionaries as a guide um, like not to prove a point so much although sometimes it's helpful the point of using dictionaries is like okay well here's what people mean when they use this word you know and so if pe like people have different ways of understanding random but that seems to be the main thing is some people say, oh, well, I, I don't see the cause for that. And some people conclude there is no cause, um, you know, and so that's why we call it random or a causal. But if something is random, I mean, seriously, like if something is, was random, like in true random list, like a causality, like there's no reason it happened at all then there's like no laws there's no rules anymore because if things can happen without a cause well then that just means like wow you know anything could happen matter could pop in and out 
out of existence, you know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's like no rules. Nothing becomes natural. Nothing scientific or philosophical anymore if things could be random. It blows everything. Because if something can happen randomly, like totally without a reason, for no reason at all, then anything goes. There's no rules. So what this means is that randomness is terrifying. <clears throat> because if our decisions are choices, and those words like, like the word choice or decision are used figuratively, not literally, because we don't really choose things since everything has a prior cause, but it's built into the language and it's hard to avoid that. So there's a, there's a cause for why a customer wants, wants paper as opposed to plastic. I'm sure there's a cause for that. I just don't know what it is, you know. And it would be so easy to go and talk about randomness um, all day, you know. But I, I have a time limit for this video. But yeah, if there was total randomness, true randomness in the sense that things have no cause, that things are this way rather than that way, but for no reason, well, you have to abandon all, all biology, all physics, like if you, if you actually believe that, that things happen without a cause. And so I hope I've made that point clear. And if not, maybe I'll do future videos talking about randomness and how it's impossible. Well, anyway, that's it for now. This is Chandler Klebs. Bye. Okay, thank you, thank you Chandler. Um, great, great uh, video segment. First, you know, if, if you noticed, he started by defining, you know, using dictionary definitions of, of randomness. There's various definitions. And so let me, let's reiterate that. So randomness has different meanings. I could ask you kind of like to pick... If I had a deck of cards, pick a card out at random. That means you're not going to plan it out. You're going to pick it, pick it out without thinking about it. That's quote unquote randomness. Okay. Um, the randomness that we refer to relative to free will has to do with some people making the absurd, completely absurd claim that some things are fundamentally random in that they are not caused. They're not deterministic. Okay. Cause basically, and here's the thing, like, you got to get a, a bit into kind of like, you got to understand the, the physics argument, the history of the physics argument to this, part, you know, but maybe not. The idea is like, back, back before quantum mechanics, um, you know, we could, we could basically like measure objects, whether they're planets or baseballs or whatever, and, you know, just knowing their momentum and position momentum is their direction and velocity and their position if we know that you know we can like predict their behavior you know predict the behavior of a baseball predict the behavior of a planet of a moon whatever and, and we do that you know because like physics allows us to do that we do that really well but then comes along quantum mechanics and at the subatomic level for reasons i've explained before you can't really do, you can't simultaneously measure the position and momentum of a subatomic particle, okay? Um, it has to do with Planck's constant. Basically, what happens is, like, when you're measuring a particle, you have to measure it with another particle. So if you, if you bounce a particle, you know, off the target particle to try to measure it, it's going to, like, if it's, like, if it's a short wavelength, um, high-energy particle, it's going to knock the um 
the particle into a different momentum or trajectory. Or if it's a long wavelength, um, low energy particle, it's not going to knock the, the target particle into a different trajectory or momentum, but you're not going to get a precise position. So like you can either get the position of a particle or the momentum, but you can't get both. Okay. So yeah. So like, so basically what they do, which is like, you know, which basically proves determinism, proves causality is like, how do they measure subatomic particle behavior because like they can measure this behavior so accurate it's like from New York to California within a hair's breadth that's how accurate their their measurements are in terms of quantum mechanics I mean computers I mean all this stuff is is, is quantum or a lot of it is whatever but like so how do they do this well since you can't simultaneously measure the position and momentum of one particle what you can do you know because it's kind of like in principle the same as macro um, physics is you measure the position and momentum, rel the general position and momentum of a group of particles, okay? And then you don't just do this once, you, you do this hundreds, thousands of times. So you have this data set of a lot of measurements, and then you apply probability equations, and that's how they make quantum predictions. But the important point here is that, like, these measurements of the groups of particles are completely causal. They're completely deterministic. It's, it's, it's macro physics. It's not quantum physics. So you need the macro physics in order to then derive the quantum probabilities. Okay. So the reason I mention this is like some people say, well, you know, randomness is that which we can't predict. So I'm confusing this a bit because I didn't get much sleep last night because I don't have a free will. But, but the idea is like, you know, um, quantum behavior actually is causal, you know, even though we can't predict it completely with, um, with classical mechanics. But like more to the point, um, as Chandler explained, um, things have causes. You know, if something happens, if, if like, you know, if I take this paper, okay, and I drop it, okay, gravity, gravity made it come, it's not going to go up, it's not going to go sideways unless there's a wind or something, there's a cause for that, okay, there's a cause for like, right now I'm talking, you know, there's got these vocal cords and stuff, and you're hearing, you've got like, you know, your ears and stuff, there's causes for everything, okay, nothing happens without a cause, and so here, here's the thing, like, with the, with the free will debate, people who no fault of their own, but they, they, you, just, you just can't be very intelligent to reach this conclusion. They first, they understand, they understand that causality makes free will impossible. They understand if everything has a cause, then, I mean, like very briefly, if, if our decisions, if our actions have causes, and then there's causes to the causes of our actions, and causes to the causes of those causes, and causes to those causes, and causes to those causes, what you get is a chain of cause and effect, okay? This is standard basic science. As a matter of fact, it's so standard that our science, we wouldn't have science without causality, because science is basically predicated on this what we refer to as the scientific method, okay? That's how we do science. And scientific me method basically essentially says, same cause, same effect. You do an experiment, if you get the same effect from the same cause, then you're, you're reaching a truth. Then you're understanding the phenomenon. All right, so basically, so, um, 
so yes, yeah, so some some philosophers, physicists who can't again, like they can't be very intelligent. They must have gotten their PhDs because they have they have good memories because their critical analysis skills, their logical skills, have to be very weak for them to not understand this. It's unfortunate, but but the idea is like so. Let's say, I mean, first of all, first of all, again, nothing happens without a cause. True randomness. Some some of these, you know scientists, philosophers saying, well, some things just happen. They're not caused. <laughs> they just happen. So as, as Chandler explained, no, nothing just happens. And as he also explained, we, we did this on the show before also, let's say we, um, let's say we give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say, yeah, fine. Our decision, some things, you know, are not caused. And that means that, that maybe our decisions and our actions are not caused. And so, like, then you have to ask yourself, oh, yeah, well, how, did, how does that get you free will? How does that get, you know, because, like, free will is like, the, basically, we are deciding what we are doing of our own free will without anything like causality or unconscious or whatever deciding for us or taking part in the decision. In other words, like, free will is saying that we are causing our decisions, okay? So, like, if you want to try to refute causality by claiming there's fundamental randomness in nature and then apply that understanding of the free will, what do you get? The best you get is, like, all right, we act, we make decisions, we, we do things, but these things are happening without a cause, and, and they can't even be, they can't even be happening with magic because if, if, I mean, whatever that is, if, if it was magical, then magic would be a cause. So like basically random, this, this idea is that some people have, and Einstein was against this, by the way, you know, like he said, like, you know, God doesn't play dice. There is nothing that, um, Leucippus, a Greek guy, he, he said this, like, you know, when did he say this? Um, 500 BC, whatever, you know, he said, nothing happens at random and everything for a reason by necessity. We've understand that. We've understood this. So, um, so yeah, so like, again, like, um, to, to try to, to use randomness as, as a, um, as a defense for free will is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And this is serious because like you get, you get these, um, peer review philosophy, psychology journals publishing, um, publishing works that attempt to refute to refute determinism to defend free will by by refuting determinism by claiming that certain things are, are, are random. There are two there are two main um, scientific journals. They they cover all fields and they are like leagues above every other scientific journal published. They're, I think they're published by some Britain company, the same company. One of them is called Nature and the other one's called Science. Okay, again, these are the, the premier scientific um, journals, peer-reviewed. Several years ago, I think it may have been 2012, um, Nature, Nature again, like I think Nature is even more prestigious than, than Science, comes up, publishes this article by a guy who's name happens to be Heisenberg, you know, I don't know if he's a relative to the Heisenberg that kind of like confused everybody with this, like, you know, I mean, whatever. Um, so anyway, like this guy is trying to, and, and Nature published, you know, uh, an article, a paper by this guy saying, well, you know, 
we can't prove that everything is caused. So that means that, yeah, that means that maybe we do have a free will. I mean, my God, how do the editors of this prestigious nature, this, this prestigious peer-reviewed journal, not get, not understand that refuting causality, refuting determinism doesn't get you anywhere. Trying to prove, like, again, like I just explained, you know, if, if our thoughts, if our behavior, if our actions are taking place randomly, they're taking place randomly. And again, even like there is no such thing as randomness. There's only apparent randomness. Now, let me get into this. Like sometimes, like, for example, if things are happening, if you, if you kind of like throw um, some some ping pong balls up in the air, whatever, whole thing, and they fall down randomly, whatever, that means that you have no idea, you know, the, there's so much, so many forces and gravity, so many different forces interacting, you don't know what's causing them to land where they are. They're kind of like they fall out, but that's only a figure of speech. That's quote unquote apparent randomness. In other words, some, some, sometimes we apply the word randomness to phenomenon that we are ignorant about about its causes, about how, what, what's happening. But, but that's not what some people claim. Some people claim that there's actual fundamental randomness and that, that this prestigious journal nature, you know, could, could, could even, I mean, I can't even, I, it, 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 it boggles my mind that the paper got through the review process because like, you know, a, a, a paper that's claiming that, that, that not everything is caused, that th- some things are happening uncaused, it's fundamentally flawed on a logical level, okay? Because, like, you have to understand, um, <laughs> with, with science, science is undergirded by logic. In other words, like, you know, it's logical to, to take as a working premise that if you have the same cause, you're going to have the same effect. It's logical, you know, to take as a working premise that one plus one equals two and two plus two equals four, okay? So, like, logic is the fundamental tool of our science and of our philosophy and everything. And logic in no way supports the concept, the prospect of things happening without a cause. It's just an incoherent, internally inconsistent concept. So, all right. And again, like Chandler did a great job of explaining it. Okay, I got a bit more into the science and stuff, but he got into the everyday applications and like, you know, why logically randomness doesn't exist. And if it did exist, it would not be a a proof for free will. All right, we've got less than a minute and catch our Manhattan show. If you're like, you know, every Wednesday, like every other Wednesday we're live, but like, you know, go to your computer, 11 o'clock, p.m. on Wednesdays, Channel 56, Manhattan Neighborhood Network, okay? Um, and so we take, it's a live call-in show, so we take phone calls. Uh, if you're in Manhattan also, I do a, a meet-up the first Saturday of each month in Manhattan, the sold Sony building um, at 550 Madison Avenue between 5th Avenue and Madison, okay, right in the heart of Midtown, okay? So we, I've been doing that for four years. And we're going to keep doing this until you get this. So thank you again, Chandler. We're going to be back next week with another episode. I think Chandler is going to be talking about free will and perfection. Why, you know, why our not being perfect is yet another demonstration of why absolutely nothing is up to us. We don't have a free will. Thanks for watching.